Yeah, my husband and I, we uh, got married. Uh, we both had come from a place of divorce prior. And my husband um, holds a finance degree and a business degree. I too am educated, but I came to the table with uh, about $10,000 in debt, which, you know, I was not proud of. I was quite ashamed of. We're going to hear the rest of that and uh, what she did with feeling ashamed of her debt. And some of us who've been there, you know, it can uh, wear on you, if not shame, certainly stress. Dr. Randy here, Intentional Living. Earlier in the week, we talked about uh, being on the same page when it comes to money in your marriage. And the reason this percolates to the surface is because money is one of those top three or four issues that we hear in counseling when marriages are stressed or in trouble. Money often is involved with it in one way, fashion or another. And with what's going on in the economy today, the increase in inflation, the impact on the uh, general economy, the stock market, um, those of you that are in retirement on fixed income, feel for you single moms and dads, feel for the stress you're under. Uh, we thought we'd spend a couple programs this week talking about uh, and sharing stories from people who are doing one thing in a positive way to be intentional with their finances. And if you missed the first show, from earlier in the week, you can find it at our website, theintentionallife.com, and you can always uh, listen to that. Today is part two, and uh, Laura, that you heard open the show here, uh, talked with us early on the last show, and I thought, uh, let's share the rest of that call again today, because I know probably most of you missed it, because of your schedules, you're in and out, but I think Laura really is very helpful in talking about how do you work through the fact that you've maybe gotten yourself into a hole, been in a difficult place, and you want to go to a better place with your finances, and she's going to help you do that. And uh, to those of you on the phone, hang on. We'll get to you here in just a moment, uh, Kenya, uh, there in Arizona, and others. So just hang on. But first, uh, let's, let's listen to the rest of that call uh, from Laura. Yeah, dealing with finances can be an emotional journey. And um, eight years ago, my husband and I, we uh, got married. Uh, we both had come from a place of divorce prior. And my husband um, holds a finance degree and a business degree. I, too, am educated, but I came to the table with uh, about $10,000 in debt, which, you know, I was not proud of. I was quite ashamed of, but um, my husband helped me um, be able to chip away at it. And then through our faith, through our unified practice in uh, going through the Financial Peace University with Dave Ramsey, we were able to achieve some amazing things in the last eight years. We are debt-free. We own a rental property. Um, we both work full-time, and, and my uh, salary is put towards um, the 401k, uh, the tithing, um, so used for very specific things, where we then uh, live, you know, day-to-day off of my husband's income, uh, but we're able, we're both in sales capacity. So any additional incentive bonus we earn per year, we put that away in additional savings and investments. And um, we, we do sit down with our financial planner once a year. We're both 44 years old and very proud to say that we have intentions and goals of retiring early based on what we're doing now. So we would like to retire at about 55. Now, Laura, is this people listening saying, oh, wait a minute, you want to retire at 55, you're coming into this with debt and some financial challenges, second marriage and all of that. Uh, is it because you have, you're have making a great deal more, a lot of money, or is it because of being intentional in how you use it? 
Um, what's been the secret of making this happen uh, so quickly in your life? It's absolutely been intentional in, in how we're choosing to place our funds. Um, we choose not to eat out. Uh, that is, you know, if we're on vacation, then we have already put the budget in place to eat out. But in our day-to-day, you know, Monday through Sunday lives, us along with our children, we eat at home. We save so much money. So we just, you know, try to keep ourselves um, in check, not only, you know, individually with God, but um, being accountable to each other. It's increased the excitement of our marriage. It's increased the thought of what this money can do through tithing and helping others. We volunteer quite a bit. Um, my husband's um, on a board of a food pantry. I mean, the things that we've been able to do and achieve have, have been pretty wonderful. And we're able to touch so many other lives through this as well. Mm. That's a powerful story. And I was writing down some things that, uh, that they have done that are really important. One is uh, they said, hey, maybe her income isn't what it needs to be. And, and it sounds like she took on some extra work. And sometimes you need to do that during uh, stressful times. So you're putting a plan together. Maybe there's going to be both working for a while or maybe it's a few extra hours or whatever in, to increase the income. And then they, they're taking that very strategically and intentionally. They're increasing their investments. And then they put a plan together. The plan is clear. They have some goals that they've set and they're working toward them. You know, here's the thing about goals. It doesn't even mean that you're going to reach the goal. They've set a goal to say they're going to retire at 55. They may get to 55 and say, that was a dumb idea. Uh, You know, what do you want to do at 55? By the way, that's pretty young. We still got a lot more work coming out of you. We need you uh, today. But, But the bottom line is the setting the goal itself is part of the process to help you stay focused, even if as you get closer, the goal changes for any number of reasons. And so having a plan, but... Wringing our hands or being concerned about finances without taking some intentional action uh, really leaves us stuck, and uh, that's not good. Talking money today, Kenya, you've been waiting a while. Thank you, my friend from Arizona. How you doing? I'm doing great. Good morning, Family Life Radio. Good morning. I'm glad you're listening. How are you today? I'm blessed. Thank you so much. Really enjoying just the topic of money. It's just so exciting, and I'm really thankful to be able to share a positive experience. Well, tell us about it. What have you learned? Well, one of the things that I learned early on when I first got married was the system of envelope budgeting. So my husband and I decided to try this envelope thing. And at first it was a bit, we found it a bit facetious because we had envelopes everywhere we went and our friends would laugh at us, but we knew that we were on a mission to be intentional with our finances And it actually ended up just being something that worked really well for us. We're business owners, so we pay ourselves a distribution. We actually transitioned from physical envelopes to digital envelopes, and that started working really well. So with our everyday spending, we have an account just for that. We have an account just specifically for bills where money goes into that account. And then we also have other accounts as well where we have savings, retirement. We do our normal investing, and so it has just worked out. So my advice to anyone is you definitely have to be intentional and we're all not perfect. And that's why we have resources like Family Life Radio to be able to listen to and take advantage of these resources and just see if it works for you. But using envelopes has just put my husband and I on the same page. We don't argue over finances. And I'm just so thankful for that because I want a marriage that lasts forever. And so it takes really being intentional. 
It does. And I think the other thing about uh, money, I tell people it's a math problem. I mean, so often when we deal with marriage issues, we're dealing with emotionality. And of course, money is emotional. But we're dealing with emotions, you know, you don't understand me, you don't know what I'm, how I'm feeling and so on. But money is a, it's black and white. I mean, you either, you either got a problem or you don't got a problem. Either you're on a track with a path or you're not. And, and by having an envelope system, which by the way is, an, is about as basic of a format as you can go, you have an envelope with what's written on each envelope and that's where the money goes. And when it's gone, it's gone. It takes the pressure off because you have a plan to follow, a process to follow which is really very powerful. Uh, tell you what, let's take a break. We'll be back, Darcy, there in Georgia in just a moment. We're talking money. I'm Dr. Randy. This is Intentional Living. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. What do you do when you disagree about money in your marriage? Hi, I'm Dr. Randy Carlson with an Intentional Living Minute. Many couples just fight or they ignore it because money is an emotional topic. Just bring it up sometime and see what happens. How you handle your money in your marriage reflects your values, your goals, and your hopes for the future. And it's either a point of great intimacy and closeness in your marriage as you develop goals together and a budget for the future, or it becomes a point of pain. And we find that couples that intentionally follow the 10-10-80 policy, which from intentional living means tithing, which is biblical and God's expectation and command to us, saving 10% consistently, and learning to live on the other 80% will make you happier and less stressed and closer in your marriage. And when you do those things, that's intentional living. Visit us at theintentionallife.com. And you're thinking that's easier said than done. You know, the uh, 10, 10, 80. And I understand that. But like anything, starting a habit early on. Now, maybe you've been married for a number of years. You've had bad habits. Retraining is not easy. When Don and I married, we were teenagers, 19 and 18. Man, we had nothing. And uh, we were just, I guess disciplined enough to set aside a little bit. One of the things that helped us was not relying on us to remember. In other words, we had the automatic withdrawal. So it just went automatically into savings every, you know, pay period, a little bit. And um, as you, as you make a little more and you grow, you can put a little bit more away, but it's the, it's the systematic process of a little bit over an extended period of time. If you're in debt, you're not going to be out of debt tomorrow. And so the issue isn't that you can rush it. The issue is you're putting a plan maybe to speed it up, uh, but to be intentional in the process of getting there, which is, uh, which is powerful. All right. I think I'm going to Darcy on line number three. Darcy, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Good. How are you, Dr. Randy? Good. Good. What's one thing you've learned about money? Well, it's, it was a faith test, I suppose you would call it. Um, we were young, very young in our marriage. We've been married 39 years now, but we were very young in our marriage with three small children on one paycheck. At that time, I stayed at home. I did go to work later, but at that time, I stayed home with our children, and the one paycheck sometimes had to be stretched very thin, and we had gotten a doctor bill for $55. I remember the amount specifically, 
And we had had trouble paying it because we just didn't have any money left at the end of the month. (laughs) And so they threatened to turn us over to collection. And when we got that letter, the next pay period, I called my husband. I said, look, why don't I just write the tithing check and let's not put it in the the pay plate till next payday and we'll know that we've we've already got it written and I'll go ahead and pay the doctor bill to keep us from getting turned over to collection. And David said, no, he says, um, write the tithing check and we're going to put it in offering tray Sunday. Mm-hmm. We did that. And the next week we received a check from the insurance company that paid the doctor bill that we were getting threatened to wow. <laughs> turn over to collection for. And, um, that was a real faith life lesson for me. Um, we weren't going to not pay the ties. I was just going to like put it back you know, mm-hmm, for, mm-hmm. for two weeks. And, you know, that's, that's not really living on your faith. And, um, thankfully my husband, you know, told me let's do the right thing. And we did. And, and God took care of us. And I think the lesson that we've learned from that over the years is we're supposed to give it cheerfully, which we do. Um, and I was cheerfully wanting to give it then. It was just the fear. Mm-hmm. Satan put that fear in me that, you know, we were going to get into some kind of legal trouble, you know, if we went ahead with what right. we were supposed to do. But God always supplies and um, being cheerful and doing what he's told us to do. Obedience, just God sees obedience and he and he rewards it. Maybe not with everything that we want, but by taking care of us. And um, so that was the lesson for me. And we, we also learned that our 90% goes further than a non-tither's dollar. <laughs> Yeah, that that is true. Well, tell us now, in 39 years of marriage, learned this early, how are you guys doing yeah. in the financial world today uh, in oh, your marriage and family? We've been very blessed. Um, we are both retired from our main job. My, my husband still works a part-time job as a paramedic, and um, we, we paid our house off three different times um, because of things that we needed to do over the years. We've always paid our tithes. We put some back into savings, um, and we are we are very financially stable. I'm thankful to say, and that's God's that's God's doings, not ours. Just trying to be good stewards with what He has blessed us with. That's fantastic. Well, I appreciate your yeah, call today, Darcy from Georgia, and I'm glad well, you're listening. You. Glad, we glad you're listening. Your program. Thank you so much. Thank you. Glad to be on in. Uh, Middle Georgia, beautiful place, wonderful state. The Peach State, great place. All right, I'll tell you what, Jennifer, push that button for a break. We'll take a couple minutes here, hear a little clip from uh, the teaching members. Listen up. This is uh, coming your way this month uh, to say thanks to you for your support and also as sort of a uh, mentoring teaching for you. Uh, and I'll tell the rest of you how you can receive it in just a minute or two. As we think about our young people, the next generation coming up, if we could have each of us and this next generation get up every morning and have on a card or on our computer or on our phone these five questions to ask, the answers that you and I give to these five questions will dictate how we should live that day and it could change our day, it could change our life. Mm. That's just an excerpt from the teaching this month. I'm calling um, What Intentional Living from Scripture? What does it say about intentional living? Um, And I'm teaching five very practical things in this lesson this month that I think you'll enjoy. It'll be very practical 
and actually how do you apply intentional living to your life, to your finances, to your life, to your family, to your marriage, to your work. And uh, for those of you who are members, comes automatically, as you know, mid-month by uh, email, both an audio and a video version of the lesson. And some of you still receive it by CD. For those of you who are not a part of the intentional living community, the question is, why not? You're missing out on something good, and uh, we're missing out not having you be a part of this journey with us. And we thank you for your financial support to allow us to keep this going. Whatever, whatever we're talking about money today. Whatever God lays on your heart, that's not not the amount is most important. It's just engagement. Be a part of it. But people ask, how much? There is no set amount. Typically, about a dollar a day. People support four quarters. What is that? About thirty dollars a month. But whatever it is, God lays on your heart. Come and be a part of this. Uh, we appreciate it. And you're helping to reach more people for Christ here and around the world. Uh, how do you do that? Just go to theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. And uh, we'll appreciate it. Let's go to Melissa uh, in uh, New Mexico. 11 years. Sounds like you've been married, Melissa. What have you learned about uh, finances? Um, we're in our 11th year of marriage, and in the beginning it was a struggle. We were blessed with income, so it wasn't about meeting the means. It was, um, I was the saver head, and he was the, if I have it, I should use it because I can't take it with me head. <laughs> and um, we battled because I wanted to save, and he wanted the, the things that he wanted. But I'm proud to say today, there is no strife in our life because of finances. Well, how did you resolve that? You were the saver head, he's the spender head, and you were knocking heads. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, a lot of people disagree with uh, two bank accounts, but we met active duty military, so we had a lot of TDYs and deployments. And in our marriage, we kept our separate uh, bank account. Um, but each one had a responsibility so that nobody was trying to write all the bills because we never knew who was going to have to be on the road away from home next. And so we both set up budgets without declaring it a budget because he thought budgets were very, um, you know, something of a restraint and hard to live with. But So we didn't call it that. It's just these were the things that came into the house and he paid for, and then there were the things that came into the home and I paid for. I'm blessed with retirement. So the income window has changed, and he had no problem in picking up extra pieces. But it allowed me to save more, and then when there's something that we need, he'll come to me and say, can we afford it? And when I tell him no, he accepts it. And then it motivates him to save out of his budget, if you will. And then we come together um, he doesn't know how much I'm saving when we come together and, and say, can we afford it? And then at that time, normally we can, because we've both, it's something that you're both passionate about. You both, it's a common goal you both want. And so nobody feels restricted, but more empowered that you can positively impact your, whether it be the family vacation or maintenance that's needing to be done or, you know, just whatever it is, we're able to do it together. Mm. And that's powerful when you can do that, uh, Melissa, getting on the same page. I love these stories that we're hearing today and earlier in the week of how people were in a pit or at least in a dip when it comes to finances, had a wake up call, an aha moment, if you please, and and then decided to do something better and healthier for for their life, which is uh, which is a smart thing to do. Talking money today here at Intentional Living. Let's go to Kim in Arizona. 
What about money in your marriage, Kim? Well, we we are incorporated. My husband has a very small business, and we decided that we would live off of his income, and I would go back to work after being a stay-at-home mom for over 30 years. So mm. at the age of 59, I got a job, which was very scary, but it was exciting as well. And so we put all of my money in a separate account, and we're using that to pay off our house so Good. that by the time we retire, we don't have any debt. So we are yeah. very careful, and we don't spend my money, and um, we are very intentional about keeping that just for that, and we pray all the time that God protects it and so that we can meet this goal and get it paid off so that we can retire. <laughs> well, see, I think you got congratulations, by the way. You, you set a goal, now you're working at it. There's What does that yeah. do for you guys, knowing you're working at something together like that? Oh, it feels great. It's wonderful. I mean, it was at first it was very scary when we talked about it and we kept going, oh, my gosh, you know, I haven't worked in all these years. Who's going to hire me? And But, you know, God was with us every step of the way and got me a job uh, through my neighbor. We just happened to be talking one day and I said, I'm looking for a job. And she's like, oh, I know the perfect job. So, I mean, and got me, she got me hired on and I work for the state of Arizona. I don't make a huge amount of money, but it's enough for us to be able to do this. So we're excited about it and we're happy that um, we're just putting this money and each week we put that or each month I put money on that principal of the house and you can That's see right. it go down and Good it's like, oh, this is doable. <laughs> That's right. How long do you think it's going to take to be debt free? Uh, it should be four years. Good for you. It should be yeah, four years, and we'll have the house paid off, and he'll be ready to retire, and so it'll it'll all work. That's our plan, and mm. we're sticking to it. Mm. And celebrating when you get there, that's for sure. Thank you, Kim. Did you did you hear in Kim's voice that uh, excitement that that both she and her husband have a plan? They put it on some sort of a spreadsheet. They can tell you when it's going to happen. Uh, if you're not clear. And if you're not specific on the plan and you don't get the X's and O's down on paper, you're kind of running in circles, chasing your tail, really. And you might be a person that say, I don't even know how to run a spreadsheet on the computer. That's not me. Maybe you're not wired that way. Um, maybe your spouse is, maybe they're not. But you know what? Somebody can help you. There, there are people who are, maybe someone in your church who's got this kind of a knack for finances that you trust, that could sit down with you and help you just lay out a budget. That's humbling. Yeah, I understand. But maybe that's what you need. Or find somebody who can help you put together a plan, looking at what's coming in, what's going out, and what steps you could take to say that two years from now, three years from now, or four years from now, these are some of the goals that we have set for ourselves. Here's a fact. when If you want to be intentional, there are three kinds of goals that you need to set. You need to set some long-term goals. They may change over time, but where do you want to be? Where is God leading you? What do you think in finance and other areas? Two years, four years, five years, ten years from now. We don't know. God, we may be gone by then. We know. It's your will, Lord, if this is your will. Secondly are some what I call mid-level or mid-term goals, things that you would like to accomplish in the next several months. And then the short term, what am I doing today, tomorrow? This week, each of these need to build on the other. 
when you do that, that's intentional living. And it works in finances. It works in, in anything that's important for you. If you want to grow your faith, it's one day at a time. If you want to grow your finances, it's one day at a time. If you want to grow in your career, it's learning new things one day at a time, one book at a time, one lesson at a time, one experience at a time. Uh, that's what intentional living's all about. Okay, before we run out of time, one more. I think got uh, Macon, Texas, uh, to wrap us up uh, today. Go right ahead. Well, I grew up very poor, and so every time I got money, I was like, I'm going to spend this money on what I want, what I've been waiting for. And, I mean, that only works for so long um, because you don't have anything saved, and you end up, I ended up, you know, going into debt and, you know, doing payday loans and, just making a mess. And um, so my husband saw that I was struggling and he actually had the patience and took the time to explain to me um, maxing and uh, minimizing and just 10, 10, 80 and just, you know, helping me through those tough times. And especially the faith especially has had to keep strong. Um, the one job I had, God told me to leave there because it was more of a burden than a blessing. And so I'm not working, but we have money coming in and it's been just a total blessing to look out and just know that I'm not just scratching and barely making it anymore. That's it's good. So you made some decisions you learned, you were willing to learn. And say, hey, I didn't learn it when, where, I, where I grew up. I didn't learn it from my parents. But you started to practice uh, some of these basic principles of money. Because money is really, it really is a mathematical issue. I mean, it's, you know, you, you learn to save and set aside and, and so on. And yes, it sounds I'm like, horrible at math. <laughs> well, it's pretty, yeah. yeah we, they, but it sounds like you and your husband are on the same page and wanting to head in the same yes. direction. Which yes, because I want to raise my kids to know, you know, the value of money and the value of working. And, you know, sadly, I'm on disability, but I want to work. I want to, I want to, I want to work. Um, mm. But for right now, I'm believing in the Lord. And that's all I need is to keep doing what he tells me to do with my money and continue tithing and continue believing and seeking his faith. Mm-hmm. That's true, one day at a time. Well, I'll tell you what, we've spent two days now this week talking about money and marriage. Have we heard from you? I'd love to hear your comments, either on Facebook. I know you've been joined, many of you joining us today. Uh, share your comments, One, maybe a scripture, maybe a thought, something that's helped you, you could share with others. One thing that's made a difference with money or call our storyline at 888-888-1717. And I want to say again to our community of uh, Intentional Living members and supporters, thank you for making it a priority to support what, what God has raised up here. We believe now more than ever, not only do we need to know why we're here, which is very important, we need to know how to live as we're here. And that's what Intentional Living is about, putting the why and how of life together. I'm Dr. Randy, along with Jennifer and Stephen and Gino and our team here. Thank you for joining us and for being a part of Intentional Living today, for your prayers. And uh, so on behalf of all of us, have a great day. And remember, be intentional.